0: Travel Wise with Phil Blizzard.
1: News, views, and interviews. Hello, I'm Phil Blizzard in Dubai with the Travel Wise podcast, news views and interviews, and a great one lined up for you this time as we hear from the president of Emirates Airlines, Tim Clark. We'll be looking at transfer flights from both Etihad Airways and Emirates, and we go to the Northern Emirates of the UAE to chat to Raki Phillips, CEO of the Al Khaimah Tourism Development Authority, about their recently launched Shortcation. Yes, Shortcation promotion. But first, we start with the latest aviation news.
0: Travel Wise with Phil Blizzard.
1: News, views, and interviews. In Asia, Cathay Pacific has been bailed out by the government of Hong Kong, who are injecting £4.1 billion sterling, that's uh, 5.2 billion US dollars, to save the airline. The revenues for the airline has just been 1% of those in 2019. Here in the UAE, authorities have announced that the UAE airlines at Etihad, Emirates, Fly Dubai and Air Arabia can now operate transfer flights to the airports in the country. We take a look next at the services announced by Etihad Airways.
0: Travelwise
1: News. Etihad Airways will be launching their new transfer services linking 20 cities in Europe, Asia and Australia via Abu Dhabi from uh, well Wednesday of this week. Wednesday, June the 10th, Uh, the new service will make it possible for those traveling on the airline's current network of special flights to connect through the UAE capital onto key destinations around the world. So transfer connections via Abu Dhabi will now be available from Jakarta, Karachi, Kuala Lumpur, Manila, Melbourne, Seoul, Singapore, Sydney and Tokyo to major cities across Europe, including Amsterdam, Barcelona, Brussels, Dublin, Frankfurt, Geneva, London Heathrow, Madrid, Milan, Paris, Charles de Gaulle and also Zurich. Next, we take a look at the services which have been announced by Emirates.
0: Travel Wise
1: News. Now, regarding the uh, transfer services operated by Emirates, these will start on Monday, June the 15th, again in line with the UAE federal government's decision to uh, lift restrictions on transit services. Uh, Destinations which will be connected via Dubai include, at the moment, Bahrain, Manchester, Zurich, Vienna, Amsterdam, Copenhagen, Dublin, New York, uh, GFK in New York, Seoul, Kuala Lumpur, Singapore, Jakarta, Taipei, Hong Kong, Perth and Brisbane, and also London Heathrow. And as I was putting this programme together, Emirates have announced that they're adding Kabul in Afghanistan to the list of destinations as of June the 25th. They've also announced that, uh, this is Emirates, they've also announced they will be flying to a number of of Arab cities as of uh, the end of June. There's going to be 12 Arab countries actually from the beginning of July. So those transfer flights with Emirates through the hub in Dubai. And next, well, regarding flight... Hmm, and those transfer services through their hub in Dubai. As for Fly Dubai and Air Arabia, they are yet to announce their transfer services. We'll let you know when we hear those. Now, next up, we hear from Sir Tim Clark, President of Emirates, who spoke at the Arabian travel market virtual. And with their permission, I have selected key highlights and insights from Sir Tim Clark, starting with his instincts with regards to COVID-19.
0: Travel Wise with Phil Blizzard.
1: News, views and interviews.
2: My instinct is telling me that by the summer of next year, and I, 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 I go back to the, the two strands of work going on at the moment, the vaccine strand and the, the uh, social distancing side of things, and my bet is falling onto the vaccine strand. Okay, And I believe that, that, as I said, irrespective of the fact that you might not get 100% efficacy, you'll get a vaccine that does the job to a large extent, plus all the other bits and pieces. If we can get a massive global inoculation program going by the uh, first quarter of next year, and, and you know there's work afoot with the pharmaceuticals, with the greatest minds uh, in medical research, life sciences, pharmaceuticals, whatever, um, I think we have a fighting chance of getting it. And my bet is on that, so that I believe once we have got everybody through the inoculation process, a bit like we did with Polio, with smallpox, and everything else, we will start seeing things come back to normal. And that way, I would think by the summer of next year, we will start to see a, a, an uptick, quite a large uptick in, in demand for travel, uh, both on the short haul and for airlines like ourselves. And we are we are very well placed with our business model and our network reach to do just that very quickly. We can activate this fleet probably within 48 hours if we have to. Um, so we are, we are always in a state of readiness, and I believe that that is likely to happen going forward into 23, 24. Demand will continue to come back unless there is some other major trauma to the global economy. So I think probably by the by the year 22, 23, 23, 24, we'll see things coming back to some degree of normality, and Emirates will be uh, operating its network as it was, and hopefully successfully as it was. But you've got to believe. You, you, you've got to, you, you basically got to make a stand and say, in the end, this is what we're going to work towards. Otherwise, you're 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 looking mm-hmm. into a, a big black hole. And when you've got uh, fifty billion dollars worth of assets which have not been employed gainfully, that's nowhere to go. You've got to come up with some kind of solution, map like your cash flows, um, and hope for the best and, and plan towards that, in the hope that it does come back. But I do feel, I do feel that. Once we're through this year calendar, and we've got through all the things we've talked about, um, that demand will. You know, I'm not saying that people have got short memories, mm-hmm. but they are anxious to get on with their lives. They're anxious to enjoy their lives, and they all have aspirations. They may be conditioned by difficulties of furloughs and not having enough money in, in, you know, from salaries, etc. That's going to uh, dampen demand in the short term. But after that, once we're into the uh, into well into 21, then I think things will change.
0: Travel wise, with Phil Blizzard,
2: news, views, and
0: interviews.
1: So Tim Clark, and next we have his views on the state of the aviation industry, not only for Emirates but across the industry.
2: Everybody in this business, all airlines, are facing critical cash flow issues, and this isn't about mapping what you like to have. This is a bit. This is about surviving the, the present, and you can see it right the way across the uh, airline world. Um, and it, the reality is that the part of the mix of the assessment going forward is what is your fleet like to be? What is the affordability of new aeroplanes? What is the affordability of existing aeroplanes, etc.? This is for you and me, for planners. We, 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 we've never been there before. We've never been into this rather horrendous situation that the airline industry finds itself in. So you're having to rethink exactly what your priorities are. One is survival, of course, and for most of them, as they are they are uh, being underpinned by state. Some of those great private enterprises who never had any subsidies, of course, are now receiving large amounts. Um, and now that is a realization by the, the government, the public sector, that they do, they will not survive unless they are bailed out, so to speak. Um, when that tranche of money runs out, is anybody's guess. If you do not get this industry operating very quickly, all the money that's gone into those companies is absorbing the obligations, cash obligations they have at the time, maybe fleet, staff, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it presupposes that you will be starting to fly meaningfully and profitably, generating positive cash flow in the next few months. Unfortunately, I don't see it to the scale that these companies need to, to meet their cash obligations. So we're nowhere near out of the woods. So when you back that into fleet orders or new aircraft acquisition, the planners of the company, the management of all these companies are looking at one thing, and that's survival, and, and keeping the cash where it needs to be, uh, short of going out of business. So I think the aerospace manufacturers... Um, They're alive to this, they're aware of this, and they're already seeing signs as aircraft, uh, 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 future orders are are pushed out or even cancelled. Unfortunately, until we can get income coming back into this business to the level that it was prior to COVID-19, it's anybody's guess as to how each individual carrier is going to manage the short, medium and long term. But I would suggest that we are nowhere near... uh, Confident enough that the the economics, the cash flows, the bottom line, only be put us in good uh, a good position uh, to be able to yes we'll buy a hundred of this, a hundred that, etc. etc. I'm I'm not optimistic there, but again it's short term, short to medium term. Will it come good again in 23, 24? Probably, uh, but I don't think it's going to happen before then.
0: Travel wise, with Phil Blizzard,
2: news, views,
1: and interviews. And in the final segment, Sir Tim talks about their relationships with Fly Dubai and Etihad Airways, his thoughts on the return of tourism to Dubai, and a little on his retirement from Emirates.
2: Well, on the on the Fly Dubai side of things, irrespective of COVID nineteen, the plan was to uh, merge, uh, not merge the carriers, but but to to extract route synergies. Um, and uh, scale economics out of both carriers working far, far closer together than they had before. That was that was an ongoing process and we were building that relationship until we got the, the hard stop. As soon as we uh, get through this, that uh, bridging, that building will continue. Um, and it has this this uh, last couple of months, we've been able, the plan has been able to set back a little bit and make an assessment of perhaps where this um relationship can be activated a little bit more meaningfully, more profitably, and giving both carriers the synergies that are going. So that's going to continue to, to, to uh, happen, and I think the two airlines will continue to grow together. As far as Etihad is concerned, yes, we we uh, continue to have a very good working relationship with them. Uh, we remain separate brands, separate entities. And as long as we don't stray into the uh, the competition area where we we, we don't breach any rules. Where we can work together, we do. Um, but Tony Douglas has been primarily concerned himself with downsizing the airline to get it into a better uh, size and shape for what the, the his shareholders require. I think their main thrust has been trying to get it into that kind of shape. Once he's there, and of course this was all before the hard stop, um, once he gets it where he wants it to be, then I'm quite sure that two airlines will... Talk again about where they can, they can uh, establish relationships for, for mutual benefit.
1: Tim, a little bit more broadly, and we're running almost out of time, uh, tourism resilience, uh, Dubai in particular, and Emirates' role in that. Of course, the Expo 2020s had to be postponed, but Dubai, has, uh, and indeed uh, with the partnership of the Emirates, has made tourism a massive success, a massive part of the economy. Uh, do you think that will uh, be jump started back into a vigorous life uh, sooner than later?
2: Well, I think you, you've got a government who realises the, uh, the, the the situation they're in with regard to the, this whole leisure sector, the aviation sector. And they're minded to open Dubai for business as quickly as possible. And I can say this, I, they, there's been an awful lot of work in this city in preparation for reopening, Whether it's this mass sterilisation of the, the streets, the, the cleaning of everything. So the... the the city will be ready for international tourists. And they can be assured that they, when they come here that all the protocols with regard to dealing with the pandemic and its fallout will be in place. Um, and, so, and, and because it is such a vital part of the GDP, here, uh, they, no expense will be spared to get the city into good shape. Hopefully to bring tourists in. I'd like to think uh, in July next month. You were due to disappear at the end of this month from Emirates and to take a, a leisurely retirement. I guess you're going to stick around
1: a little bit longer.
2: Well, I was. I was always going to do that, John. I was taking yes. on a an role anyway, um, and I've got a great team of people here
1: insights from sir tim clark president of emirates airline who was in conversation with john strickland at the arabian travel market virtual held earlier this month next i travel virtually to the northern emirate of Al Khaimah to talk to raki phillips about their shortcation yes shortcation initiative recently launched
0: travel wise with phil blizzard
1: news views and interviews Let's move on to the announcement of your new promotion, which is gonna go through till the end of August, so quite a few months, the Shortcation. So what is the concept of this?
3: So so you've heard of Staycation. I think everyone's had it, it's been overused. I wanted to come up with a new word and call it shortcation. And really, the, the the reason we came up with it is the short distance that we are from the rest of the Emirates. Yes. I mean, from Dubai, as as you said, I mean, from Dubai International Airport, it's a forty-five minute drive. We're so conveniently available, really, to to, to anywhere in the UAE. And the idea was, um, people are trying to escape their homes. They want to come and relax. You get it three nights. You book three nights at any of our participating hotels, and you get. A bunch of great, great prizes. So two complimentary passes to either the Jebel Jace Adventure Peak or the Sawyer Pearl Farm. Your kids under twelve get to go for free and they get to eat for free at the hotel, which is a really right.
1: cool, cool good
3: experience. And on top of that, you get you are part of the Grand Summer Raffle Prize. No, so as soon as you give away each, the
1: prize just yet. Don't give away I, that prize just yet. Pretty really impressive. So <laughs> I want to find out which hotels are taking part in the
3: in the short case. yeah. So, so all of the all of the uh, the four and five star hotels, as well as some of the three star hotels. Yep. And Phil, so this week as we launch it, and you are the first person I'm speaking to about this. Um, Thank but you very but much. you're gonna you're gonna hear it on radio. You're gonna see it digitally, social media. We've got billboard campaigns. I mean, we fully fully promoted this uh, all over.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. Good stuff. So nice to uh, have the first word on that in many ways. So I'm just looking at the press release on my other computer here and it is pretty impressive. And uh, that grand summer raffle. So tell us about that. It's a a rather uh, appealing, uh, the prize is very appealing, I must say.
3: It is. It is. Absolutely. We wanted to go out with a big bang. We wanted to let people know that we're ready to welcome customers safely and securely into um, into Russell came. So what we're doing is, you check in, you book your your shortcation package, you get a raffle ticket, you enter that raffle ticket for 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 a draw. Now we will be doing weekly draws, and those weekly draws are for different prizes, including okay. vacation stays and and numerous other things. But then what we're doing is, we're going to do a grand prize at the end when this campaign is over, and you get the opportunity to win a t- two thousand and twenty. Um, C-class Mercedes-Benz, wow, banking wow. new, beautiful. Nice. It is in partnership with Mercedes-Benz and Gargash Motors, and we're yeah. very, very excited to to be able to to right. have that. So, so Phil, when are you going to spend your three nights and be eligible for that win? I'm just, yeah, just working out which one I'm going to go to. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, we got until the end of August,
1: so uh, well, yeah, I'm fairly soon, perhaps. Good. Good stuff.
0: Travel wise, with Phil Blizzard,
1: news, views, and interviews. Many thanks to Racky Phillips, CEO of the Russell Kamer Tourism Development Authority, and we'll have the full interview with him in the next edition of Travelwise. I'm Phil Blizzard in Dubai, and wherever you might be, stay safe.
0: A Phil Blizzard radio production.
1: Travelwise is a Phil Blizzard radio production. Email me at PhilBlizzardMedia at gmail.com.
0: Travelwise with Phil Blizzard.
1: News, views, and interviews.